Hi, everybody, and welcome to Coach's Corner. I have another powerhouse woman for you to learn from today. Kayla Craft is joining me, and she is the founder of Mommy Millionaire. She's a wife, mother to three beautiful children whose passion is to help women be shameless about pursuing their ambitions. She believes women can be great in business while being a great mommy. Whether it be through her Mommy Millionaire podcast, which I was a guest on, annual live event, yearly mastermind, courses, or business freebies, Kayla is committed to helping any woman find a way to grow in confidence and entrepreneurship. You can learn more about her at kaylacraft.com. That's C-A-Y-L-A. C-R-A-F-T. I think you're really going to love this conversation. One of my biggest takeaways from Kayla was how she really stands in making money is easy. So if you have any money stories or any stories about how you can't be a great mom and make a lot of money and you have to be tired all the time or burnt out all the time, I think you're really going to enjoy this refreshing and supportive perspective from Kayla. And speaking of support, you've probably heard me talk about third love. Third Love is my very favorite bra company because they use real women to design their bras so you can find the perfect fit. They are known for their half cup sizes, so no more of that in between. I also like how comfortable they are. I'm in love with their new cotton line and they've gotten even better. They've officially launched 78 bra sizes with bands ranging from 30 to 48 inches and cups from double A to I. That's one of the largest ranges in history. And they're available in five of Third Love's most classic love styles. So you can go to their website and check it out. And just know that Third Love doesn't create new sizes by scaling its existing measurements up or down. They fit each cup size on at least 20 different women with different body types and breast shapes to ensure its new styles are comfortable and beautiful. You can also go and take their Fit Finder quiz. That's what I did to find out what bra was right for me. And it was a game changer because I was buying bras in the wrong size. No wonder they were so uncomfortable. So here is your call to action because as my listener, you get 15% off your first order. Go to thirdlove.com slash over it to find your perfect fitting bra and get 15% off your first purchase. Again, thirdlove.com slash over it. And now on to my interview with Kayla. Kayla, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for being here. Hey, thanks for having me. So I'm excited to dive into what we're about to talk about because it's a topic that I haven't had too many experts come and speak about, which is balancing, if that word really exists, balancing motherhood with running your own business with having a marriage with taking care of yourself because you really seem to do it all. You've got an incredible business. You've got a husband who's amazing and you've got three children and you look fantastic. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, thanks for adding that one in there. (laughs) So according to Instagram, you really have it all. How do you do it? You know what? It's funny that you said the word balance because I, I don't believe in balance because when we think about balance, we think about, you know, like a teeter totter and everything being level. And I just, I think that that is a myth. And if people are striving for that, it's, it's, you're never going to attain it because who gets to define balance? Is it your next door neighbor? Is it your mom? If you're living to somebody else's standards, then you're never going to be happy. You're always going to be striving for something else. Right. So I talk a lot about just like 
deciding what it looks like for your family. And, you know, I was, I found myself at 23 years old. I was an ER nurse and I had a one-year-old son. I was pregnant with my second daughter. And I was like, if my life looks like this five years from today, I'm not going to be happy. Mm. And so I knew something had to change and I decided to become an entrepreneur. And you know, my husband wasn't on board at first, which is a whole nother story. But, you know, we decided as a family a couple years later that this was going to be our life. We were going to become complete entrepreneurs. We were going to bet on ourselves. And in that moment, it was like, we didn't have anybody to look at, right? We didn't know anybody that was an entrepreneur. Um, all of our families, you know, were you know, they had jobs and careers and everybody else defined what they did throughout the day. And so we had nobody to look to and go, okay, that's what our life should be like, which was a benefit for us because then we just decided, okay, what do we want our life to look like? And so we've always just since that moment in our late twenties decided that that was the standard we were going to live by. It was our own. And I think that's what a lot of people listening in, they haven't had that conversation because they're basing it on other people's standards. And if I were trying to, you know, be like my next door neighbor, and I use that example because I just moved into a new neighborhood (laughs) and I look at all these other moms and I'm like, gosh, I'm so different, but that's also a blessing. And, and I used to look at being different as a curse. And now I go, you know, it's really cool to, to see that, you know, my life is never going to be like them, but I can learn a lot from them. And I can still just celebrate the fact that we chose this life to, we work weekends sometimes. And, you know, like we're doing calls late at night when the kids are asleep because we want to be there throughout the day for them. And that's what we chose, right? I don't have a full-time nanny, um, which there's nothing wrong with that, but that's just what we decided to do for us. And I just celebrate it and I celebrate other people too. And just deciding, Hey, whatever you want to be doing with your life, freaking do it. Mm. And how do you deal? I mean, maybe you don't have it, but how do you deal with mom guilt? If it comes up like that guilt of when maybe you're working, you feel like you should be with them or you're with your kids and you feel like you should be working. Okay. So this is really good because mom guilt used to eat me alive. And, um, because before I was an entrepreneur, I, like I said, I was a nurse, but even then when I would get home, I brought my work home with me. Mm -hmm. I was so stressed out. I mean, I remember crying myself to sleep. And so then when I, you know, got involved in network marketing and I was like building my own business plus working as a nurse, it was like, Mm. you know, I wasn't on the floor playing, you know, toys with my kids Mm. and it really haunted me. But I also knew like, you know, if I don't do this now, I'm going to miss out on precious moments when they're older. And so it was like a sacrifice I made and I actually lost a lot of friends over it because I just saw things differently. I knew like, okay, I'm going to sacrifice a little bit of time. I'm just very logical when it comes to things like, you know, I might miss out on six months of right now, but later on, it's going to be so much sweeter. And that's what I did. And now with mom guilt, I honestly am not feeling it lately. And I don't know if it's going to forever be like that, but I think it's something I've just manifested in my life where I want to be present. So when I'm with my kids, I am fully with my kids. And, and I actually schedule my time with my kids into my calendar because if I don't, then I will put something else in there. Something will get scheduled and then I'll be all over the place with my kids. And I do not want that. And so I do that. Um, and then I hang out with people that are now ambitious moms too. So Mm -hmm. it it helps you. Like if you hang out with a lot of people that are not on the same path as you, you're, you're going to feel like something's wrong with you. Right. And so I just 
you know, I, I just came from a Bible study with some girlfriends and every single one of them in the group is entrepreneurs. And we all have kids that go to the same school. And, you know, so it makes me feel better because I'm just like, you know, I don't know if I were to hang out with somebody that was a Pinterest mom, I would feel like crap about myself. Mm. So I don't do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. You mean if you were to hang out with a mom who spent like all her time with her kids, you might feel like you were doing something wrong. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like it will start to creep up on you like, oh, you know, maybe I should have done that craft or whatever. And and (laughs) how old are your kids now? They're eight, six and four. And how do you see you pursuing like your own happiness? Because you easily could have stayed a nurse and said, you know what? I already have a kid. I'm pregnant with another it's better for me just to stay on this track because it's safe and secure and this is unknown. How did, cause I'm, this is something that comes up a lot on the show is that people feel a pull to do something, but then they come up with a bunch of reasons, really good reasons. Like I have a kid or another one on the way. This is a safe and secure job of all the reasons why they shouldn't follow their passion or they should delay it or it's not the time for now. What would you say to those people? Oh, that's such a good question. I love that. I think it's finding out what the opportunity cost is. And what I mean by that is if you wait to do it later, what are you going to be losing? What are you going to be missing out on? And for me, you know, my kids were young and I knew that if I keep doing what I'm going to do, you know, being a nurse, working overtime, so we could go to Disneyland, I will be stressed out. I'll probably gain more weight. I'll probably eventually get a divorce. Um, and I still won't have enough money to do all the fun things I want to do with my kids. Mm. And so that's what I looked at. Okay. So if I focus, and this is what me and Chase had this conversation, if I focus the next three to five years on becoming a millionaire, so we could have financial freedom, um, what will our life look like in three to five years? Right. And it, it looked drastically different. It, it looked like we could, I could be the room mom when I wanted to, we could travel wherever we wanted to go. Um, I decided what I was worth. I could do anything for my kids. And so I looked like, Hey, if I stay on the nursing route, I'm going to be losing a lot. And also my kids are going to be losing a lot too. And because they're going to have a stressed out mom, that's mm-hmm. not happy. And mm-hmm. so that's what it was. It was like, I, the pain of staying the same was far greater than going and sacrificing what I did. And I don't regret it at all. And so I think for people listening in, it's, it's, it's assessing that because people always say they think they have more time, but the world is drastically changing. So if you have an idea right now to follow your heart, to build that business, to do whatever, to start a relationship, whatever it is, what I just, that's what I think something else is going to come along, you know, that might, mm-hmm. I don't know, that might prevent it. So why not go now? And tell us about the in-between part. Cause we hear a lot of stories of, you know, I was this nurse unhappy and now I'm a millionaire with an incredible company. What was it like? Like, tell us about <laughs> when you gave up nursing and you were struggling and you had a newborn and you didn't know what you were doing. What was that like? And what were some of the things that you did that helped you get through the tough part? Because and in, 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 anytime we're changing, there's that period of uncertainty and there's that period of chaos that can feel really scary. And I think that's when a lot of people go back to, well, let me just go back to nursing because this isn't worth it. Mm. Okay. Well, so first of all, just so everybody knows, I didn't give up nursing and for three years. Mm. So I built my business and then quit. I was making about 700,000 a year on the side. And then I decided to quit nursing mm. because I had so much self-doubt. 
Right. Um, I was like, gosh, what if it goes away? What if I can't do this again? You know, what, am I really made for entrepreneurship? So what I did in order to get over that self-doubt was, um, I surrounded myself with people that were entrepreneurs. And what happens is you just start to, you see, okay, all these other people are doing it. They're not that different than me. And it makes you believe in yourself. You kind of borrow their belief and then you start doing it and you're like, okay, I can do this. And then the second thing that was going on for me in the in-between was, you know, Chase and I, we were like butting heads because he, you know, he saw the life in a different way than I saw it all of a sudden. And it was so hard. But um, one thing that I did was I was so committed to our marriage and making it work that I was like, you know what? He's on his own journey. I'm going to be on mine and I cannot make him get on this entrepreneur journey with me. Mm. So I'm, I'm, you know, the dream was dropped in for me. So I kind of always believed that the proof was in the pudding. When I'm making a couple million dollars a year, he will, I just had this belief, like he's eventually going to jump on this, on this bus. And that's what happened. It was kind of like, you know, he was, we're all trained to be employees and we have all these like other people around us that have negative thinking about what we might be doing because it's against the grain. And I was just like, I'm going to keep my head down and focus in on what was given to me. And so that's what I did. And so it was really hard. It was really, really hard, but I thankfully had a mom that always taught me the power of my words. And Mm. so I only spoke out loud what I actually wanted to happen into my life. And I, even though I was struggling with the self-doubt, I, I always would catch myself and say something positive. And I was always be like, okay, in five years, my life is going to look like this. Mm. And so I was just, and if anything negative came up, I would like constantly like be changing my words to reroute it to something positive. And that's one awesome thing that my mom did teach me. And I teach that to my kids now. Um, I'm not as like hardcore, yeah. <laughs> but, um, cause I let them express their emotions. Like we weren't even allowed to do that as a kid. It'd be like, wait, no, don't speak that over your life. So mm, that's I, incredible. That's incredible to have programmed as a child. Like absolutely yeah. incredible. I was, saw my friend, she lives in Bali with her kid. She's Australian. And she posted a picture of her little girl sitting and meditating on a rock. And, and her parents didn't like tell her to go do it or anything. She just observes them meditating. It's in their practice. And she just went over and just started meditating. It was, and I was just like, wow, like meditation is going to be easy for her. It's going to be a no brainer as she grows up because that's just what she was conditioned, how she was taught, how she was programmed. So I love that you, you had that in your life and that you're helping your kids with that. Could you expand on that a little bit? And especially for parents who maybe are newer to how our mind creates our reality and to positive thinking and to personal development that weren't raised in that kind of home, how exactly you teach that to a child? Oh, I I love this. So I'll give an example of um, my eight-year-old son is a hockey player. And he was really struggling mentally with getting his head in the game. So he would do perfect at his drills at practice. And then something would happen during a game where he would back down. And, you know, so me and Chase were like, okay, we got to figure this out because it's a mental thing. Obviously it's not a skill thing. And he's like, I want to be in the NHL. So we're like, we need to help him. And so what we did was we taught him about what a champion does, but what a champion thinks. And so we started to teach him affirmations. So he would be like, well, you know, I just get tired in the game. And I'm like, are you really getting tired? Or is that just your brain playing tricks on you? And Mm. I always teach my kids, your mind is not your friend. Always remember that. And so my kids know that your mind is not your friend. And you have to, you have to just like believe that you're a champion, 
you have to want to win more than anything else while you're in that game. And when you start to have that like monkey come up in your head saying that you're tired, what do you yell? And he said, I yell, I'm vibrant and healthy. And so we just give them tools like that, where they're going to say the exact opposite of what they might have come up in their mind. And so that's, I mean, it's, it's this thing we've been doing with him since he was four. So he's, you know, Mm. he's, I love that. I love that. And what, what, what happens? How do you handle it if he doesn't win? Oh, I mean, so this is so interesting. Um, he gets really upset when he doesn't win, but I always ask him, what did you do well? And what can you improve on? And that's all that we need to focus on because literally nothing else matters. All that matters is that you did your best and that you learned something from the game. And so he, then he'll go into, you know, you know, whatever he does, but that's what champions do. And that's what we, and that's what he wants to be as a champion. And so we just, we talk all about that. A mindset of a champion is like, they want to win, but also like they're, they're not going to focus on the past. They're going to focus on the next thing that they're doing. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah. And do you see him putting a lot of pressure on himself or do you really see him enjoying it? He loves it. Mm -hmm. So he'll go to, he does practice for three hours a day and then he comes home and still wants to do it. Mm. And it's not us going, you need to go do this. He literally just goes outside and does it. And so that's always something that me and Chase are very committed to constantly assessing is like, it has to be fun. And, um, like we're already like planning. Cause he's like very obsessed, but he has, he's me, he's like a little mini me. <laughs> and so we're teaching and he does meditation too. Um, and yoga. And one of the things like we've done this summer to help him is we're planning weeks where he has to get away and get away from hockey. So it's like, it'll make him, you know, mentally check out and be a normal kid. But <laughs> also at the same time, I want to foster that thing in him. Cause not every kid is like that where they can. And he's like, he wants it so bad. So I'm like, we're going to help you get it. If, if it's meant to be, I think that's a beautiful thing. Like foster that because to me, that's one of a parent's primary jo- jobs is, you know, our children don't belong to us. They come through us. And as the adults, it's our job to help really see their light and see their natural gifts and see the potential they're already tapping into. Like, cause I think as kids, we, we give a lot of clues as to what one of our purposes here on life is. And like, for me, one of the things that I, the two things I played the most, I played house, but the two things I love to play the most were teacher and bank. Like I'd love to run a bank, which goes to like my entrepreneur tendencies. And I loved playing teacher. And that's so much what I do now, you know, yes, I'm a coach mm-hmm. and all these other things, but really what I do is I help teach people help. I loved, like, I love helping people understand themselves. And I I luckily also had parents that cultivated some of my natural gifts. And I think that's so important as a parent, which is why I asked that question of, you know, is it really coming from him? Because I I thought it was. I mean, I know you're the kind of parents where you wouldn't push your kid into things that they didn't want to do. And I think that's something to be very aware of as parents. Like, are you projecting your dreams onto your children or are you really helping to I help identify theirs and really cultivate and really nourish them because I think all kids are born with their dreams inside. And it's just the job of the parents to help really shine the light on those so that they don't get dimmed. I love that you say that because I hated hockey and I was like, this is the only sport I don't want him to play. (laughs) You know what I mean? And like, then he got into it and I was like, why, why is this happening? And you know, I've learned so much because I've realized I am so selfish so selfish. And, um, it's been really fun to see my husband chase, like totally just like, he's like 
he, I don't know. He just does everything for him. Mm. And so it's really sweet. Cause I'm just like, Oh my gosh, you're the best dad like ever. And so mm. it makes our love, it makes us just have a deeper bond because he just, he does everything for him to, you know, be successful. Now my four-year-old's like in it too, which is crazy. And then I have my little six-year-old that, um, she's an artist. She's the sensitive one. So she's mm-hmm. like drawing and, uh, it's just so sweet. I love it. I love it. Mm, I love that. And do you <laughs> feel like nurturing your kids' natural gifts and their creativity helps you and your business? 100%. That's why I, I, today I just released an episode of me with my kids and they were asking me questions. I was asking them. It was so cool. Um, but I told Cooper, I'm like, all I ever wanted to do was be a mom. Like that's what I did was growing up was playhouse. I want, I wanted kids. And when he came into this world, I was like leaving him at 6am to go to work for 12 hours. And I was like, I can't do this anymore. Like it felt so out of alignment for me. And he is the reason why I work so hard. And so are all my other kids now, because it's like with every kid, I'm like, Oh my gosh, like I want them just to have, I grew up in a very poor family when my mom worked, you know, 12 hour days plus worked on the weekend as a telemarketer to make Mm. ends meet. I mean, to barely make ends meet. Right. And I, we never got to go on vacations. We never did anything fun. It was always a constant battle in our home. And I just wanted, you know, to be able to do all of the fun things and say, yes, if they wanted hockey lessons and say, yes, if they want to go to church camp or, you know, like all that kind of stuff. And so they give me that reason why when things, when I don't feel like getting up in the morning, cause I'm tired or had a bad day the day before I get up because I'm like, they're watching me and I have to show them. I love that. I love that. Does it ever feel like too much pressure? Oh yeah. I mean, I put, (laughs) I totally, I'm like, I put a lot of pressure on myself. And, um, I think that one thing that has helped me in the last year is meditating Mm -hmm. and I always do that before my kids come home. Like I said, I schedule in time, right. But, um, at, 3.30, whenever they get here, it's done. Mom will be done for the day. And I always meditate before they get home to change my state. And then we also go on a walk to the park. Um, And then we go into straight, like we're all over the place, hockey, gymnastics, dance, art class. We're like all over the place. But I do that because now I need to step into mom mode and Mm -hmm. not into CEO, boss, babe, mommy millionaire. Right. Right? Right. So that's something that I did to help relieve the pressure. It's like, you know, and then I'm just mom. Like I don't have to be perfect to them. I don't have to have the perfect thing to say. I just need to love them. And that's what I've realized the most is that's why I'm so secure as a woman and why I never really struggled with confidence growing up because I had a mom that I mean, I just felt her love, even though everything was a wreck, like it was a mess growing up, but I never doubted for a second that I was like the most beautiful person on the planet and that my mom loved me so much. Cause she told me that all day, every day, mm. you know? Mm. And so that's what I do for my kids. I'm just constantly say, I don't tell them, Oh, you're amazing. I always say you're creative. You're so influential. You know, mm. I say things like that. Cause I want to plant those types of seeds in their mind. Mm. I don't want them to think anything about outer beauty. I want them to know, you know, what is, what do I see in you? And That's I so always beautiful. see, yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. And the more you do that for your kids, the more you can do that for yourself too, which is oh. awesome, which is awesome. Oh. Uh, so tell us about Mommy Millionaire. You have a podcast, you have a mastermind. What is it? Ooh, okay. So 
we have Mommy Millionaire. We have courses. I have a live event um, October 24th through the 26th in Scottsdale, Arizona. And the tagline of this whole thing is I wanted to create a movement of women being shameless and pursuing their ambitions. And, you know, the reason why was because I, you know, I became radically successful in network marketing. You know, Lori and Chris, mm-hmm. um, that's how we met. And then I wanted to do other things. And I felt so much shame from the friends that I knew, like, gosh, isn't that good enough? Like you're already making a lot of money. Can't you just sit with that? And I'm like, well, no, cause it's not about that for me. I have all these other ambitions. So I decided to create a community about, you know, going after what you want. If you want something like it's okay to want it here, you know, whether that's a Lamborghini or you just want to like make an extra $500 a month, it doesn't matter, but I want you to like feel that support. And so that's why I created mommy millionaire. And then, you know, we have two other businesses too. We have a social media agency and then, um, we also have a, a sales agency where I sell high ticket offers for people. And so we have a lot going on, but, um, I just love it. I love, and the sales agency also helps create jobs for moms to work from home. And that's really my like total heart is I want people to just experience financial abundance Mm. because, and I know I, I just had you on my podcast and you know, I'm, I'm obsessed with whatever I'm doing. (laughs) Um, but for me, like I really honestly look at money, like it's so easy to make. Mm -hmm. And I want other people to feel that same way because I truly believe that it should be easy for anyone to have financial abundance as long as it's, it's just making a decision. Right. Mm. So, okay. For somebody, this is a great way to close up. So for, if somebody is like, okay, well, easy for you to say you had a mom that fed you affirmations and you found network marketing and whatever, like, and they just feel or just feel like, I don't know where to start. Sure. I'd love to be a millionaire, but where do I even begin? Where's a good place to start? So my favorite thing to tell people to do is to journal, um, about your strengths. So what are like some things that you've heard people say that you're good at? And if you're like, well, nobody's ever told me that you can ask around, be shameless and asking people say, Hey, what do you think I'm good at? I am known for texting people and being like, Hey, do you think I'm good at this? I still do that with some of my friends and cause I want to know. And I'm like, no, that's not your strength. Okay. So the reason why I tell people to do that is because we love to talk negatively about ourselves. Let's get it on paper, all the positive things about us and let our minds marinate on that. Mm. And so go to work on finding out what excites you and what skills you have that nobody else has. Because like, you know, for you, you're an amazing coach. I am not a coach. I can, I literally physically try and I cannot do it. Okay. And so that's a gift that you have and somebody else listening in their gift may be that they're artistic. I can't even draw a stick figure. And there's so many things you could do with that, but asking yourself and giving yourself maybe 21 days, I like to say to brag on yourself every single morning and start your day off on that foot and say, what am I good at? What is my soul wanting me to know today about myself? And maybe nothing comes up, maybe a ton comes up for you. But if you do that consistently over 21 days, things start to show up. And I've Mm -hmm. seen it over and over again with people that are part of the mommy millionaire community. And when you know what your strength is, then you can learn how to monetize that. And so for me, like, for instance, I'm very good at sales. And I said for a while, I was like, gosh, what is something that is nobody else is doing? And I marinated it on it for probably about three months. 
I was like, I know I want to do something here. It just, it's not clear to me what I want to do. And I kept, I kept writing and I kept writing and it came to me Mm. out of the blue one day to start a sales agency. And now that is extremely, like we literally have a waiting list of clients right now because I, I can't train people fast enough. That's how successful it is. And, and so, you know, I tell people all the time, I had no idea that my life would be what it is right now. Okay. Mm. 31 years old, owning four businesses. I always thought I knew I was going to have a big impact on this world. I knew I was born for that at a very young age. And a lot of you guys listening in right now, you may feel that same way. You may go, Hey, I do want to be a millionaire, but I just don't even know how. So don't commit to the how, because it it will change over time. You know, it Mm -hmm. will. And mine's Mm -hmm. drastically evolved. So just commit to being that person you want to be 15 years from today. How does that person show up in the world? You know, Mm. what are, you know, how are they in conversations? How do they give back to the world and think about that and visualize that person every single day. And eventually everything falls into place and you're eventually that person because you took action like that person would take action. Yeah. I think that that's such an incredible thing. And one thing I say a lot on the podcast is you've got to make, become more afraid. And this is similar to what you said earlier. You've got to become more afraid of what your life will look like if you don't go after what you truly desire, then you are the current uncertainty or the current, you know, fears that are coming up, but you got to make the fear bigger of what it will look like if you don't go for it. And you didn't, you didn't turn into a millionaire overnight. Like you said, you built your business while being a mom, while nursing, while building it on the side so that like you did it. And it it didn't always look as good as it looks now. There was a time in there where I bet you were like really tired and and questioning things, but you knew, you knew what you truly desired and you decided to focus on that instead of letting the fear stop you. So I really acknowledge you for that. Hey, thank you. Tell people where they can connect with you and learn more about your work. And I know you have an awesome podcast where they can also learn a lot about being a mommy millionaire. Yeah. Okay. So I I have the mommy millionaire podcast. We put about three shows out a week and I interview people, but I also do a lot of quick episodes that just, and people say it's like a quick kick in the butt in the morning to get going. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I also have an amazing ebook called the law of attraction method. And it's all about bringing in the right customers for you. And I love that that's over on mommymillionaire.co. Also, I love to hang out on Instagram. I'm like an Insta story lover and I'm Kayla.craft over there. It's C-A-Y-L-A dot C-R-A-F-T. So beautiful. Well, thank (laughs) you. Thank you for imparting so much wisdom on so many different areas of, of life on the show today. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me on.